Partners, 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 partners. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, wouldn't you rather be a baby than dying of old age? Here to bring you episode 46, Partners, I'm your host, the mutualist, Kevin McAvoy. Yeah, mutual, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what this podcast is about. (laughs) Not my raging ego, that's for sure. And joining me as always, my fellow chummy collaborators, the valuable Vero Taylor. I'll join your cause. But it'll cost you. And the interdependent Peter Iskandar. Um, is that good? I mean, being independent's good. <laughs> hey, we are a tightly run ship slash team slash podcast here. And this podcast has a quick bit of business to take care of. That's screenshots for this episode, as well as updates and other good stuff, can be found on our social media. So check that out for the full experience or to join the conversation. We're at RA SpiderPod on Twitter, at Radioactive SpiderPod on Facebook and Instagram, and all the links are on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. There's also exclusive bonus episodes, articles, outtakes, and oddities over at Patreon.com slash Radioactive SpiderPod if you want to support the show. That's right. Join the team and join us, if you will, for everyone's favorite segment, Pints in Danger, where we smash 16 fluid ounces or more in honor of season four, Partners in Danger. What are you double teaming today, boys? I'm drinking a Collective Arts Jam Up the Mash, and the only reason I got it is because the artwork has spider webs. It's red, white, and blue, and I thought it would be very fitting. It is very fitting. Very nice. Uh, I myself am having an up and at them. It's a American wheat beer with mango and tangerine from Indie Ale House. And I got it for the Simpsons reference. I myself have a Great Lakes Brewery Pixie Tonic, which is a dry hopped sour. Very nice. Uh, all right. It sounds like we've started our team building exercise. So let's get ready for some trust falls and align our alliances because we're getting together for Partners in Danger. Chapter five. Partners? Partners first aired May 3rd of 1997 and isn't based on a specific issue of the comics, but it's still time for an associated edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Peter's Comic Book Minute. So this Comic Book Minute is going to be a character rundown that focuses on the Scorpion because the Comic Book Minute didn't exist when we first saw him back in episode 6 of this podcast, which feels like a lifetime ago at this point. Scorpion first appeared uh, as Mac Gargan in Amazing Spider-Man number 19 in December 1964, and he first appeared as a Scorpion in Amazing Spider-Man number 20 in January of 1965. He was created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Uh, his abilities are superhuman strength, speed, agility, stamina, durability, and reflexes, precognitive Scorpion sense. Yeah, that's a thing. Rip off. Wears scorpion-like armor with a cybernetic tail that has projectile weapons, and he has the ability to cling to most surfaces. If you're looking to read some cool issues, be sure to check out Amazing Spider-Man number 20, which is his origin issue. For a time, he actually had the Venom symbiote, which uh, was recounted in Marvel Knights uh, Spider-Man series from 2004. 
And finally, when uh, Norman Osborn takes over the Avengers during the Dark Reign, he brings Mac Gargan, who still has the Venom symbiote, on as his Spider-Man in the pages of Dark Avengers. Well, while you're swinging through those issues, we're going to be swinging into our episode, which begins with Spider-Man swinging. Oh, no, wait, for once it doesn't. Black Cat is leaping across the rooftops of New York, deciding to prove that she can do the superhero thing solo style. She notices a possible crime in progress and leaps onto a truck. But Spider-Man happens to be in that exact part of Manhattan as well and tags along to keep an eye on things. I love how Black Cat here is talking without moving her lips. Really looks like she should be talking with moving her lips yeah i guess it's an internal monologue here but her mouth is open yeah it's just hanging open that's the biggest problem if it was completely closed you'd be like oh that's just what she's thinking but no they make it weird they managed to make this very simple thing weird do you think they're doing that with spider-man underneath the mask and we just can't tell We've had that debate before, and uh, I think the answer is yes. Everyone is slack-jawed because they're having a real hard time doing two things at once. The line read is so awkward because she says, If he can be a loner, so can the black cat. Spider-Man can do blank, so can, and I was like, oh, I, and it's no, it's so can the black cat, just to remind our viewers, who you are because it's not that we haven't seen you for four episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah nothing says being a loner like constantly obsessing about being with somebody that's what i always Um, say what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) miss you so much buddy (laughs) you gotta be happy with yourself before you go looking to get into a serious partnership that's also true that's some good advice loyal listeners yeah not me (laughs) (laughs) not me i still have tons of issues (laughs) i'm very unhappy with myself and i have a great relationship you know what there's outliers (laughs) everywhere uh but that's spider style spider style (laughs) that's what spider-man says i love that spider style spider style The whole setup for this bit is that Black Cat notices that I guess the Hardy Foundation doesn't have those kind of trucks. And then I was like, what do the science trucks look like for the Hardy Foundation then? Oh, please. Like Felicia has seen a Hardy Foundation truck in her life. Yeah, I know every truck in the world. These aren't the right trucks. Wait a (laughs) second. No. Well, those trucks arrive at a warehouse. And the black cat gets right down to beating up goons, making shitty puns, and underestimating the enemy. You know, superhero stuff. Spider-Man ends up jumping in when things get hairy, and they seem to clear the area, only to have a missile of knockout gas put down the cat. How dare they impersonate such a well-respected, non-tax-sheltered, completely legitimate, safe science foundation. They're not making jungle men and... (laughs) Gallons of lube. That's right. <laughs> Just hear the Craven jungle beat. Yeah, exactly. Man, speaking of Craven, one of the goons here pulls out a bolo. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you see that? Like, what kind of Craven shit is this? Like, do they just have millions of them lying around? No guns, man. That's it. Like, yeah, but- any means necessary. <laughs> Actually, they had tons of guns. They're all laser pistols, but, you know, oh, that's fun. more deadly. Like, what's with the bolo? I just thought it looked cool. You know what question I had, though, Kevin? Why the fuck does Black Cat have crazy knockout gas? Uh, I don't know. And she shoots it from, like, a web shooter? (laughs) Well, she has used it before. That's what she gassed Spider-Man with in her uh, origin episode. 
Oh, um, yeah, right. But she's never used it again, even though it would be very helpful. Um, I guess they just needed to bring it back for the banter, which was actually not bad. Time for your cat nap. What do you think you're doing here, lady? This ain't no sewing circle. Oh, too bad. Because when I'm too young, we need stitches. Take that, patriarchy. Yeah, she was kicking some ass. I would have loved it if she had been finished beating up these goons and then just some guy walks out of the warehouse with a clipboard and like, all right, you guys have loaded up those brand new Hardy trucks. Uh, Got to get those textbooks to the inner city school. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> those bolos are to defend themselves nonviolently. We got new trucks because they're more ecologically friendly. This will save us thousands of dollars in gas every year and save the environment. What were you thinking? You broke all of their arms. <laughs> so that's fair, Kevin, but why were they wearing balaclavas? It's chilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the sun sets at three in the afternoon here. It's New York in the winter. So when Black Hat goes and takes down that tough in the uh, red shirt, and he's like a super burly guy, I thought it would be a callback to uh, her first issue when she goes and recruits uh, Bruno Granger. I thought they were going to, she was going to like unmask him and be like, well, you work for me now. And he's like the insider, like burly guy that she has, but it wasn't that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, (laughs) I thought that uh, once they have their little back and forth here between black cat and Spider-Man, She insists on getting in there and doing it herself, but she's under heavy fire when she just lunges back into the open. I thought she was just going to immediately get shot. Wait here while I... Like heck I will. Oh, actually, you're right. To be fair, if Spider-Man had not interrupted her, she would have been able to have taken care of those guys and not been ambushed. Uh, She might have gotten boloed pretty hard there, buddy. So uh, I think you're underestimating the bolo situation that we were in. (laughs) The bolo to pain ratio. (laughs) Yeah, she gets hit by this missile full of gas. And I just wanted her to be like, gas, I guess it's time for my cat nap. (laughs) Oh, and then falls asleep. Oh, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Saren. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh uh, she's vomiting. So Spider-Man comes in here and Black Cat's just like, How long have you been there? Since the overture. I, I have no fucking clue what he meant by that joke. Can someone explain it to me? Overture is like the the opening um, yeah. of, 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 yeah, like an opera. Yeah, I'm well aware of that, Kevin. I just don't know what the fuck he meant by it. Was he there from the start? Yeah, like because he was on the truck, so he's been like watching her since her first fl- her first knockout, I guess. I just think it was a, just a stupid joke to make. It wasn't even funny, and you had to think about it a lot. Like, well, overture is the beginning of this, and like, like why make jokes that kids won't get for a kids show? Oh, it's we're gonna just keep doing that for this episode. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just love how it's probably the folks writing this are like, oh man, Overture, it's going to be fucking hilarious. I love it. Like all the people, like all my coworkers will get it. Fucking Jerry. He's been riding my ass all fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) The kids are all talking about opera jokes on the playgrounds these days. That's what I hear. But it does turn out that this uh, missile came from Alistair Smythe. He's back with a new boss who wants to kill Spider-Man and capture the black cat. Trapped first by rubble and then pinned down by heavy fire, Spider-Man is unable to stop Smythe from getting away with his sort of partner. Spider-Man panics as he's holding a passed out black cat. Alistair Smythe pulls out from the alleyway. He's like, wait, Alistair, it's not what it looks like. Fucking 
Smythe comes in here and his, his diction is so hilarious. He's like, Surprise. Happy birthday, Spider-Man. This <laughs> is so stupid. Surprise. Oh my gosh. He comes in here and he has the ability to walk now, but he's not walking. He's still using his hover chair. I was going to say the same thing. There's literally no reason. And in fact, you'd think he would hate it because of, you know, him being confined to a chair before. Yeah. And it's not even useful for this task. Like when he grabs Black Cat, he slings her over like a fucking deer carcass. Like, what is this? It's the Norman special. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He did that to Norman. He hasn't improved his carrying a passenger. (laughs) Yeah, put a hood rack on that or something. I don't know. Or a roof rack or something. And Spider-Man's so surprised that it's Alistair Smythe. Like, I like the way he says it. Alistair Smythe? Still got those blue whale penises mounted to your shoulders, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Those fucking weird dicks. Alistair, I thought we were friends. I gave you that fun salute and everything and told you where your dad was. Spider-Man, I will remember. (laughs) But you didn't remember, did you? You didn't remember. And then he goes and says, and then like I thought he was his own man now. You know, but he's just like, oh nope, just gonna go and take the work from the highest bidder. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't have a will of my own. Well, it's Silvermane event. <laughs> Spoiler, it's Silvermane, so it's not the highest bidder, but okay. Also, Spider-Man uh, is trying to keep Black Cat safe here, but he's just ragdolling her around like a goon. <laughs> like, she's just hanging from his arms, and her neck's, like, spiraling around. <laughs> That's not very good. She's going to feel terrible when she gets up. She's going to have some whiplash. Oh, I'm sure she's fine. She has superhuman strength. I'm actually surprised she didn't turn back into uh, Felicia Hardy after being knocked out. Oh. Like, is it a permanent thing? I guess it is, but who fucking cares? Yeah, as she has to toggle the switch in the back. It says black yeah. cat and then sex pot. That's what she's reaching for every time. Yeah, that's why she does the overhead thing. It's between yeah. her shoulder blades. You gotta arch to get it. It's like taking off your bra a weird way. Yeah, right? I know all about Kevin, that. To your point, I'm just picturing him holding her and he turns really fast and she just slams into the wall. And he, <laughs> and he turns again. around like, what was that? And he spins the other way and hits her into the other wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Spider-Man's all upset with himself because uh, Smythe just fucks off, even though he said he was going to kill him, but he doesn't. And uh, he's just like, I blew it. I should have been ready for trouble. Should have been ready for trouble. Now they've made it double and he's blasting off again. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It is rocket. His stupid rocket chair. His <laughs> fucking rocket chair. That's how they get you. Uh, why'd I let her have her way with me? He says that out loud, hoping that like, hoping that some like goon will be like, oh, you hit that? Nice. You yeah. know, he's like, yeah. Those the nucks. Oh, nice. But oh, no, no. They have to have like a redneck accent for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, Spider-Man. I don't know. The you fuck crazy. Oh, yeah. You dang thieves. <laughs> that guy just shows up again. We cut to Elisa Silvermane, who gets a Zoom call from Robosmythe. Elisa is taking care of her father, who seems to have come away from his meddling with the Tablet of Time relatively unscathed, save for the fact that he's got the body of a toddler and desperately wants to return to being an adult. With Smythe now working for Silvermane and Tombstones working for Kingpin, are they building for a new TLC series called Goon Swap? Probably. <laughs> I'm just picturing the confessionals. Confessional for Goon Swap, uh, like scene 1A, fucking, I called him homie, but he's not my homie. 
Big baby corp, though. <laughs> yeah. What is it that they do? Uh, <laughs> toys? Maybe he play tests all the toys they sell. Adult diapers, I assume. Cigarettes. I assume it's a conglomerate. I actually found that the uh, the voice work here for Baby Silvermane was surprisingly good. I, I really liked yeah. it. No, for yeah, sure. it was bang on. I was like, yeah, that's a baby talking. He's up to something. If he's ruined your plans, father, then we'll eliminate him. Do you want your bottle now? No, but this useless body of mine needs it. Give it to me. Oh, how I rue the day I ever toyed with that tablet of time. You can hear a little bit of them cutting things together here and there, uh, but also the diction that Silvermane normally had was a little bit weird anyway, so it really does fit the character. Uh, it was pretty fantastic. So I looked up the voice actor, and their name was Cannon Young. Well, sure, Cannon was young, but what was their last name? Can we? Can we not? <laughs> can we not try and tell jokes? <laughs> yeah, it was in Land Before Time and Four, and that's it. Yeah. Who is he in Land Before Four Time Four? I don't know. Uh, Stomper, Chomper, or something. Yeah, whoever the fuck Chomper was. No, Land Before Time 5. Who gives oh, a five. shit? Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck that. If it's not about the valley, I don't care. Oh, man. Do you guys ever want to eat those leaves? They thought they seem so delicious. They did look good. Oh, I want to smoke them. <laughs> they were like five-point pot leaves. <laughs> okay, Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Silvermane's in this adorable little onesie. Do you think Elisa dresses him up in other things like a little bear, maybe a sailor, maybe <laughs> a, sailor? <laughs> a little sailor, maybe like a here comes trouble shirt? Like, all <laughs> yeah, I don't why, uh, yes. I think he would. Why doesn't he insist on wearing like one of those tiny suits that you know, babies have for like christenings and stuff? At least you get a little bit of respect. <laughs> They should have given him, like, a bubble pipe. Like Could have been the boss baby. <laughs> I guess it's not clear whether or not he has teeth yet. Is he teething? I, I mean, I don't know what stage of baby he is. Because it's very confusing, of course, the fact that he can talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, although, everything about this is pretty fucking weird, so it's sort of one of those things you gotta kind of ignore. Although, I don't really understand how angry he is about this whole situation, because he still kind of got what he wanted. And not even in a horrific you know, monkey's paw sort of way, because like, if you just wait, you'll grow up. Like he's not right? stuck as a baby. He just has to grow up normally, which gives him more time theoretically. Right. He's guaranteed to see the new millennia like this aired in 1996. So there you go. Yeah. He might die if he, you know, was old still uh, like he might already be dead by now. Who knows? But it, fuck it, man. Like it just, let your daughter take over for a few years and you'll take back over from her and you can be the power behind the scenes for a while. Like who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just the fact that he right now just doesn't have, feel like he has any power and then what he wanted more so was power. But he still has power. Like he has all yeah. these goons and he owns money. boss baby or big boss or big baby, whatever. Yeah. You should steer into it. Maybe hire a really busty wet nurse, you know, enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. Oh Yeah. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> it's kind of weird that we get like the world's longest fucking flashback here. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen these people and what they're up to, but 38 second flashback has got to be a new record. Yeah, they just yeah. needed some filler there. It ends with Elisa 
saying that... Bah! My mind is trapped! I am powerless! On the contrary. With Smythe working for you, you now have the same scientific knowledge that Kingpin once enjoyed. I don't think he enjoyed all those failures, though. So, like, who wrote... Like, did Smythe forage Kingpin's reference letter? Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was totally great, and I only accidentally turned him into a horrific cyborg with crazy dinosaur legs. But he was so smart. Like, those Slayers were amazing. It's not his fault Spider-Man got in the way. Like, Yeah. If anything, it was me. And also Landon <laughs> smells. Um, like bird hair. <laughs> Just don't ask him to set up a treason plot. Otherwise, your uh, Lisa might wind up in jail. But the feds were onto us. <laughs> Vero fucking loved that joke. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just you going. But the feds were onto our data smuggling operation. And it's a kid's show and it's treason. <laughs> That's what he said. This. The I feds know. were onto us. <laughs> so ridiculous. Sorry. Oh my god. Treason. Fucking treason. <laughs> Fucking treason. <laughs> Actually, though, back in Smythe's lab, we get an update on the plot. Smythe is trying to reverse engineer neogenics using some of Adrian Toomes' technology and the tablet of time stuff that Silvermane still had. But he still needs some living tissue affected by neogenics, namely the vulture or the scorpion. With both missing, they plan to use Black Cat as a bargaining chip and force Spider-Man to root out one of the villains for them. Fuck's sakes, Neogenics again? I thought we were fucking done with this. Oh my god. I have almost all the pieces I need in order to reverse engineer the science of Neogenics. Well, no, but it's reverse engineered, so it's Genics Neo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how that works. That's not uh, how that works. How does anybody know about the vulture being linked to Neogenics? Like, the only person that would have saw that is, like, maybe Norman Osborn, but I don't think he uh, really Kurt understood Connors. what was happening, and he is missing. And then, like, yeah, the people in the room at the time, but, like, who are they? They're not going to be telling Silvermane about it. Like, they're not bragging about it. I don't know. Considering the way this episode goes, they really didn't need to include him in this, like, we got to get him bit at all, really. Yeah, it could have been happenstance that he was in Scorpion's apartment, and then we get a fun two-for-one. You're right. All the him being in, the, in his apartment later, that can all still happen without everybody knowing that apparently he's infected by Neogenics. The important thing is that Smythe went straight to his lab and then Skyped in. <laughs> uh, even though he's just down the hallway, and I think it's just so he could put together his little PowerPoint presentation here. His 3D model of the DNA strands, you know that that's big money. <laughs> it's literally like clip art, clip art, clip art, the end. Like, that's his fucking, like... <laughs> it's not a Neogenics presentation if there isn't that uh, DNA strand animation. Yeah. You know it, you know it, baby, you know they it. They put, paid... They paid good money for that fucking rendering, and they're going to get every last bit of use out of it that yeah. they can. Speaking of getting every last use, um, when Baby Silvermane says, Quickly, change my diaper. The face that Smythe makes is the same face from the uh, time that he was about to beat up Landon and Kingpin. But this time they're playing it for laughs. Yeah, it wasn't, it's, it's like, uh, it doesn't even make any fucking sense. He's just like, uh, like you could it literally is the most cringe face. He's just like, what the fuck? But in the first context, he's like, I fucking got you now, bud. And in this context, it's just like, oh, he f he took a poop. Yeah, well, he's trying to picture 
a daughter changing the, the dynamics of a daughter changing the diapers of a baby that is also her father. Ooh, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Like, you're rich. Just hire a nurse. Like... She has to look at his baby dick now. What if that's the only part of him that didn't de-age? Like he's a baby with his old man balls hanging out like half his body length. Getting tangled up. You're working with a man who has an awesome hover chair. Why didn't they make baby Silvermane some sick ass hover cradle thing? He could be riding around on a spider seeker. Maybe he doesn't have that good a use of his limbs. Maybe that's still a thing. If he has, if he needs a fucking bottle and doesn't have his teeth, then maybe he doesn't have that great of motor control. The last last week, he probably just discovered object permanence. It's psychic linked. I don't know. Elisa has it like on a little leash. <laughs> like no, give him the uh, give him the thing that the Octobot was controlled with. They could just ride around the Octobot. That'd oh, be cool. the um, the telepathic tiara or whatever yeah 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 that'd be (laughs) cool (laughs) used by taina yeah everybody else calls me taina the taina telepathic tiara obviously obviously oh she'll get those Uh, on uh, get some merch going kev make me um everyone's hammering spider-man here for caring about people ah clever idea spider-man's weakness is that he cares too much Again, like Kingpin was just ripping on him two episodes ago. Now he's getting roasted by a fucking baby. Like just because people like other people doesn't make them a weakling, you assholes. Because otherwise you're a sociopath if you don't care about people. And that's why you're an evil. Well, we get one little bit tacked on the end here that explains Smythe's involvement. He has been promised a bioengineered body for his father by Silvermane in exchange for his service, but does seem a little skeptical about it. Do you think Smythe works for other people because uh, Smythe Sr.'s frozen face just looks like it's in a perpetual disappointment frown? So every time Smythe's like, Father, I'm close to figuring it out, he's just like, oh no, okay, uh, sorry, and then just feels like he's never good enough. Yeah, I don't know. I like, why, does he, why does he even need a, a bioengineered body for his father? I thought he was just going to thaw him out. Like, did he drop the tube by accident and shatter his dick? He's like, oh, I better not bring it back now. Like, we didn't need a whole new body on this one. Father, I've shattered your penis, father. Does this cryogenic container have power mobily? Like, is there a battery? Like, he's not hooking up to anything. Uh, it must... Like, or, or maybe, like, just keep plugging in liquid nitrogen. And, like, when he showed up, was Elisa just like, oh, gross, put in the broom closet? Because it's just in this separate room with nothing else in it. Like, yeah, it looks like it's yeah. in the garage with, like, the chest <laughs> freezer and, like, the empty bottles and shit that you haven't yeah. brought back to the store. Like, a, a goon just comes out and cracks a beer on the fucking edge <laughs> of the coffin. Well, I'm sure glad they uh, included a bottle opener on this. He's like storing frozen food in there. He's got like a DiGiorno, pulls a pizza. <laughs> it's rising crust. <laughs> Father, no. He's <laughs> oh, just God. covered in frozen peas. Father, who did this to you? I just get the feeling here that Smythe is like a freelancer who's stuck on that working for exposure face. Well, once again, I find I am working for promises. Come on, pay your creatives, you dicks. Please visit patreon.com slash radioactive spider I thought that was a really good uh, line. You know, he's working for promises and 
and gives you a little bit of uh, empathy for the character that he, all he wants to do is like get his father back and all that stuff. And he just keeps being pulled into these different, uh, different things. It makes him a sympathetic character, but then the mullet doesn't help. Yeah. When you choose to do evil things, perhaps uh, those people can't be trusted, you know? Yeah. Also, he's a robotics guy, not a bioengineer. That's Landon. Is yeah. he going to fuck this up? <laughs> Smythe tracks down Spider-Man with his spider seekers and updates him on everything we already know before giving him a literal ticking clock and setting him loose. I love here that the spider seekers now have built-in TVs. Yeah, and little grabby claws. And like microphones, and it's basically just like, it's better than like Zoom right now. Fuck you, that was not how video calls were in the 90s. (laughs) They're barely that great now. Yeah, where was Smythe freezing? Like, spider, get, (laughs) vol. Yeah, this whole scene is pretty pointless, because realistically they could combine it with the last scene. Like, maybe even if they made Smythe's employer a mystery... Uh, it would have been more yeah. impactful. Like uh, we're just getting, we're just telling Spider-Man everything we already know. And also, it was weird that it was super easy to catch him. Like you probably should just kill him. Like Silverman's <laughs> yeah. not in a huge rush. He's not gonna die if he doesn't get turned into a man like tomorrow. So just smoke out those guys long term. Kill Spider-Man now. Right. Yeah. Use your robot um, with the dick-seeking missile on it and wait, uh, go right for the balls. Like, it grabs him right by the crotch, basically. Just fucking blow him up. He jumps into it. He's like, take me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's nothing left. The bad cat just drained me. Oh. Uh, I know for context, it, he saw Smythe earlier, but I'd just like to say the last time we saw the Spider Seekers, they were piloted by Landon. So that's not like 100% guaranteed that Smythe was going to show up. Could have made his own. Like, Smythe invented them. Yeah, maybe these dick-seeking ones are Smythe's improvement version. Like, maybe recolor them, you know? He's got screen, Now you have though. some creative freedom. It's got the big baby logo stamped on there. <laughs> it's like, it's for tax reasons. Don't talk about it. The Silvermans, <laughs> they work in a very specific way. It's, they don't handle the best. Um, yeah. It's more of a Costco Kirkland brand, if you know what I mean. Oh, God. Spider-Man here is given a ticking clock, which is great. I do like the line that he says. He says, Great. How am I going to find those two worms in an apple this big? Um, I get it. It's the big apple. And I thought that was a really good um, joke. Just, all right. I, I mean, I have to call out good writing when it comes up. Yep. I thought it was funny that, like, their names are just the vulture, the scorpion. Like, that's not their names. Like, Mac the scorpion gargan. Adrian yeah. old balls tubes. <laughs> you know, it's their aliases. Adrian aerodynamic balls tubes. The show changes to another classic episode of Tombs and Scorpy, already in progress. And wouldn't you know it, they can't agree about what to watch on TV. We get even more flashbacks and the revelation that Scorpion is holding Tombs hostage so that he can make a cure for them both. This buff bike, though. And I promise that once you start using the buff bike, you'll have the body you've always wanted. Give me that buff bike. I'm all about that. I could be a boss baby on a buff bike. Get the body you want? (laughs) Oh, man, it was terrible. Why are they together even? And then they're just like, let's retcon it and say, oh, I saved you from this thing. Fuck you. You wandered off on your own, Scorpion. 
Yeah, we get another 25 seconds of flashbacks. I saved you from this thing as a horrible monster. Why aren't you a horrible monster anymore? They don't right? even acknowledge that fact, which is so fucking dumb. The end of that episode actually showed him flying off as the monster. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh. And Scorpion coming out like, oh, I'm by myself. I don't know what to do. He thought everybody else died. Yeah. And that was his end. Also, what's really weird here, uh, the Scorpion's voice has changed for this episode. Formerly, the character was played by Martin Landau, uh, but then he won an Oscar for his role in Ed Wood and got too good for this show. So instead, Richard Maul is our new voice, uh, best known as Bull the Bailiff on Night Court. Uh, but he also did the voice of Two-Face on Batman the Animated Series. So there's that. But they actually use the original flashback and don't bother to overdub it. So his voice is different in the flashback. Oh. See, I thought yeah. that they did overdub the flashback. Nope. You laugh, but your stupid experiments have made you a freak, just like me. Radiation? Ain't that stuff dangerous? Yeah, so he's keeping Toombs hostage so that, I guess, Toombs is a scientist that knows neogenics. There's only one reason I bother to save your miserable life after your lab went kablooey. It's because I need a science guy like you to turn me back to plain old Mac Goggin. This company was Tomb's aerodynamics. Like, sure, he made that energy transfer thing. We'll find out later. But like, none of that has to do with neogenics. Yeah, I don't know. It's like he saw the first scientist and he was just like, steal him. And then Tombs goes and makes fun of Scorpion, and he said, You're going nowhere, Gargan. You're hiding. Maybe you should call yourself the Cockroach. I'm pretty sure there's already a villain called the Cockroach. In fact, Dontrell Cockroach Hamilton first appeared in Luke Cage Power Man number 28 in December 1975, and was created by Don McGregor and George Tusca and Vinny Coletta. His abilities... Skilled marksman. So, sorry, uh, Vulture like already cockroaches. exists. Skilled marksman. <laughs> yeah, he was also actually in the um, Luke Cage Netflix series, uh, season two. Oh. I thought it was a little weird here that uh, Scorpion just started taking these insults kind of in passing. Like, maybe he's gone to therapy and, and he kind of worked on himself because that was his big um weakness before was that he yeah. couldn't handle being insulted now yeah. he's just letting it roll off his back so uh yeah, good for him i suppose yeah it's because he's got a girlfriend now so he doesn't give a shit he's getting laid vulture he doesn't have a girlfriend or anything all he's got is his weird abs that are still fucking <laughs> shredded yeah I mean, maybe he's just doing crunches on his wall shackles because, like, does he stay there night and day? <laughs> yeah, I think why so. Why is he shackled? I don't understand why he's shackled. It would make sense if he kept turning into the weird spider monster, but he doesn't. I guess because he could just leave and then Scorpion can't have his pseudoscientist to help him. Lock him in a broom closet. I don't know. Like, what if he orders pizza? The pizza guy opens the door. And he's like, yeah, twenty two fifty. <laughs> uh and it's just like Scorpion in a terrible trench coat and this like old man shackled to the wall, changing into a young man shackled to the wall. He's like, I, I'm, I, uh -huh. if you tip me five dollars, I won't say anything. Scorpion just is like, we're shooting a porno. It's fine. That's the Domino's guarantee, by the way. Tip them five dollars. You can commit a murder in front of that guy. You won't fucking say shit. Domino's Wait, not stitching. How do you know this? Because <laughs> Domino's isn't fucking staffed by snitches. Domino's. We're not staffed by stitches. 
<laughs> Dominoes, we ain't saying shit. Uh, well, Toombs goads Gargan into stealing some money to build a lab instead of trying to earn it like an idiot. Scorpion has a foot out the door, but suddenly his girlfriend, Sarah, returns home and whines until he agrees to stick to their sissy plan, much to the vulture's dismay. So if the rules of trench coats in this universe are to be believed, Sarah would have thought her house was being robbed because there's no way she would have known that that was a scorpion. <laughs> That's true. He has a whole closet full of them, too. Did you notice that? It's got like extra ones just in case. This is his sexy trench coat. This is his weekend trench yeah, coat. This might go into the movies, you know. This is his nefarious trench coat. That's right. Oh, man. What is the backstory of him meeting this woman? Like, that's the flashback that we desperately need but do not get. Like, did he pick her up at a bar, like a church group, AA, swingers club? What are we talking here? No, it's clearly shared laundry. Maybe she lived... I took it as she lived in the building. Um, And then they're just, you know, he's putting his giant green onesie in the wash, but she had a white shirt. And then they both pull it out. And, oh, mine's now lime green. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's great. I'm sure he goes to the local laundromat and actually... Yep. Uh, <laughs> In his trench coat. The only He has only has the one outfit. His girlfriend here is uh, played by Sandra Bernhardt, who's a veteran comedian and actress. Uh, most famously, she played Nancy on Roseanne. Uh, but she has a lot of other bit parts that people might recognize as well, like Gina Linetti's mother on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm. Oh. For a good actress, these line reads are terrible. Sarah! Mac! What are you doing? You can't go out in public! If they caught you, they'd put you in jail! I'd never see you again. But Sarah, honey, don't you want me to be normal? We'll get the money. It'll be okay. I've already saved $500. I didn't say she was a good actress. I said she was a veteran actress. Did she think Scorpion's, like, slow? Because her cadence when she speaks to him is like when you Isn't he a little sleep. slow, though? Like, he's kind <laughs> he's of the Lenny slow. of this fucking situation. Like, <laughs> of, <Lenny>. of to- <laughs> Yeah, of fucking Tombs and Gargan, I'm pretty sure Gargan <laughs> is Lenny, who's just trying to pet the rabbits. Like, he's gonna need a bullet to the back of the head at some point. <laughs> of vultures and scorpions, this new... <laughs> It's why he's going to pull out his blaster from his boot again and just shoot him. Classic literary tale. (laughs) Oh, man. Also, her morals are all over the place here because she doesn't want him to do anything illegal, but she also doesn't want him to pay for his crimes. Yeah, that's fair. So she obviously doesn't actually care about the law. She just cares about the consequences. Well, because if he steals, then he's really likely to get arrested. That's what I'm saying. All she cares about is not being arrested. She doesn't care about, you know, that he gets help or that he, you know, pays for his crimes or, uh, you know, they properly turn around. She just doesn't want to get caught. So now I'm thinking she's doing something else. Like, I don't know. My mind is on sex worker or something where it's just like, ah, the law is a little, yeah, yeah, Oh, your mind's always on sex worker, Kevin. Can we just move on from your sex worker job? Uh, well, what else did she save that five hundred dollars? <laughs> like she probably oh, got it all from giving handy jays to tombs. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> he gave her the five hundred dollars. That's why he's making fun. He's just like five hundred dollars. <laughs> wow, five hundred whole dollars. By the time we have enough, my young self will look like I do now. Don't. She must be doing something nefarious because she doesn't care that a man is shackled to a wall. <laughs> yeah, this is all full of crime. But also, isn't Tombs still rich? Like. 
He still has access to his money, right? Like, even if he lost control of the company, he still owned all the stock that he'd get as part of the buyout. Like, if, if, if it's hostily taken over, he still, like, you don't just lose the company. You lose control of the company. You still get the money. Mm, unless he was declared dead. But then his, like, will and testament would kick in. And, you know, why would, if, if he had access to all that money, wouldn't the, wouldn't the grift be not locking him up to the wall while you work a fucking waitressing job or giving crank jobs on the street? You'd be like, all right, let's get this old man's pension money so that we can fucking pay for this thing. But how much does a lab cost? He's like, oh, I'm saving up for a lab. How much does a lab cost, Vero? Ballpark. Um, a couple of hundred million. Great. We're $500 in. What could you do? (laughs) She's like 0.1% of the way there. Good for her. (laughs) So they end this scene where they're just awkwardly talking about how they're in love. And then once they're fixed... Uh, they can get married? I'll do it your way. Thank you, Mac. We'll make it, I promise. Then we can get married. I really want to see if like, someone Photoshop Scorpion into a wedding dress. <laughs> like, him picturing the wedding, throwing the bouquet with his tail. Tubes is the best man, but he's still shackled to the wall of the church, but he's got a top hat on. <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. Photoshop job for you, Kev. Sounds like someone else could do this is furiously web crawling instead of web slinging, looking for some clues about where his old foes might be. As he's getting ready to leave, Harry knocks on his door, but Peter just dips, feeling bad about ditching one person he cares for to save another. So first of all, let's take stock of Peter's room. We've got the egg chairs, red carpet, the blue walls. It's real 90s. It's a hip 90s room, yes. Um, but more importantly, I, I paused the episode when it zoomed in on his computer screen. It's MJ and Hydro Man and then Mysterio's in the corner. Yeah, no, they just cut and pasted uh, a whole bunch of Bugle pages. So what I'm learning here is that Peter's actually just like a shitty human. Like, he's got eight hours. You couldn't take two <laughs> minutes to talk to Harry. To Pete, can I come in? Well, I don't mean to bother you, but, well, I'm feeling really down tonight. I thought maybe we could talk. Uh, not now, Harry. I can't. Be like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I got a lot going on. Do you want to talk quickly? Well, I think the more important thing here, Vero, is the fact that he has eight hours. What happened to the other 16? <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> like, only eight hours left. Probably shouldn't have immediately gone to bed for 16 hours, but I just feel lazy, you know. <laughs> One of those days. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to take some time for you. Self-care. All those photos of MJ, that's basically where the 16 hours went. Yeah, curl up with some photo negatives. But yeah, Harry knocks on that door, and then Peter starts dressing, and then Harry says that he's sad and wants to talk, and he just dresses even faster. (laughs) (laughs) like, that's exactly how you should be dealing with this situation. Of course. Go, 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 (laughs) go. Just like, oh, God, it's Harry. I got to get out of here. Can we talk? I'm feeling sad. Like, oh, God, no. But also, here's another instance in this episode where a character is saying something inside their head and their mouth is open and it's like a freeze frame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They get lazy with their animations. But then it's even it doesn't even make any goddamn sense here because as uh He's about to leave and he's going to swing out his window. He he yells back, uh, not now, Harry, I can't. And then Harry, of course, comes in and he's like, that's weird. And there's an open window like 
he clearly heard Peter here a second ago. Is he like, oh, Peter would rather kill himself than listen to my problems? Well, that's pretty standard, I guess. Like, And then Harry's just not, not even like, oh, I wonder what happened. Let me go and look. Well, Spider-Man does head out, and he meets up with Kurt Connors, convincing the scientist to declare that he's made a breakthrough in neogenics in order to smoke out his targets. Connors' newscast is seen by its intended audience, and Gargan locks his girlfriend in a closet before heading out to get the money to fund the research. So Spider-Man goes and talks to Kurt Connors, and apparently he's just restarted neogenics. You're still fucking doing this shit, man. It ruined your fucking life and so many other people's lives. You got to go where the money is, man. Where's Peter, the, the money? jerking arm? <laughs> Peter, it's for the jerking arm. <laughs> Please. It's the callback to episode one. At this point, he would have adapted. I know I would have. Just find out, get some other strange. Yeah, you should go to like, uh, you should go the other way and go like engineering with it and make some sort of robot arm. Right? And then be able to help other people without turning them to freaks. <sighs> Look, man, freaks. it's a toxic relationship, but Neogenics is just his first love. You just, you just can't shake it, man. Heart wants what it wants. I shook my first love years ago, Kevin. No, she doesn't return my calls, but it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this clickbaity, unsubstantiated story goes right to, to J3 Communications. How is it unsubstantiated? It's coming from the guy. J3 Communications, this is Dr. Kurt Connors of Empire State University. I have a story for you. But he hasn't, he literally is like, I've made no progress. I have nothing to talk about. And Spider-Man's like, yeah, yeah, just, just talk. It's fine. I know your new research isn't that far along yet, but I really need your help. Well... Neogenics, the science that turned normal people into monsters, myself included, is being reborn. I didn't say that, Awuga. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing was a pretty decent plan, actually. And I, I like that Spider-Man's using the resources that are available to him. Like, it was a, it was a very reasonable course of action. Mm-hmm. No, mm -hmm. yeah, for Agreed. sure. And then it just cuts back to Scorpion... Putting up with Vulture calling him more names. You're right, Toombs. I gotta act now. Well, you're finally using more than your tail, Bug Boy. <laughs> you're like, cool. Bug brain and all that shit. Just roll with it. I like it. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. If he did go to therapy to deal with his problems and the way that they portray therapists in this show, maybe that's how he met his girlfriend. Just like Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, and then he just throws her in the closet, though. So, I mean, how much can Hold you on. really respect her? Mac, darling, what's wrong? Where are you going? Mac, what are you doing? I gotta get that money the only way I know how. I'm doing it for us. Mac, Mac, don't hurt anyone. I, You know what? Sarah was a co-worker of Dr. Kafka's, and she was like, man, Ashley found love with that Eddie Brock guy. And then her neck and was really jealous and then uh, her next appointment was gargan and she was like forcing herself to fall in love with him even though she hates him uh, maybe i'm surprised <laughs> you didn't like, just uh... string her up across from old tombs on the other set of shackles the backup shackles yeah but where was sarah this whole time when he's watching this show did she just come home from work yeah she's gotta get that 500 dollars from somewhere 
Yeah, well, no, that's accumulated, Kevin. Like, come on. Maybe she's working with Liz at the coffee bean. <laughs> sure enough, Scorpion heads out and hijacks a bank truck, but Spider-Man swings in to stop him. They proceed to brawl on the street when Spidey can't make himself be heard, and Scorpion ends up taking a big tumble and knocking himself out. Spider-Man calls in the capture, and Smythe happily begins the next phase of his plan. It's like, I feel that with uh, with a voice, the replacement for Scorpion, I do appreciate that the actor is doing his own thing and he's doing it well. They could have made him imitate Martin Landau a little bit more, a little bit more nasally, like up here kind of thing, but it's not bad. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly not bad. Like I don't have a necessarily have a gripe about it other than the fact that it's sort of an unaddressed change that they did nothing to smooth over, but... You're right. It's something. It's its own thing. He's much more of a. He sounds a little more like a thug. He sounds tougher. Yeah, and like Richard Richard Mall is like a huge guy. Oh yeah, I think he's like yeah. six foot eight. He played yeah. like a yeah, like he played a, like authority figures, and bailiffs, and stuff on TV. Yeah, so. for sure. But it, it's just, I guess, it's the fact that <laughs> maybe it's because we've been doing this continuously for so long that it's just like. Couldn't they have just done this? But there's like years between this episode and the last episode Martin Landau was in, right? Alia, keep away from me and nobody will get hurt. Took long enough to smoke you out. Looks like retirement didn't mellow you any. Beat it, you stinking yo-yo. I don't have time to joke around. I did like this little exchange where uh, Spider-Man's yelling at him. He's like, Scorpion, you're going to listen to me if I have to tie you up with your own tail. All right, you want my tail, Spider-Man? The year was 1977. New York boils while its people shiver in fear over the son of Sam. And it's in this dingy world, an equally dingy hospital room. A baby boy is born. Wrong tail. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong tail, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. So why does Spider-Man all of a sudden suck against the scorpion? Oh, I don't know, Vero. Maybe because it's a natural predator of the spider. I feel like because Scorpion's been in a relationship this whole time, shouldn't he have gotten a little fat, a little complacent, you know, just like comfortable in who he is? Nah. Yeah, I'm good. On that note, that bag of money, which couldn't be more than like probably 100k, goes flying off the roof. It just made me think of the Street Fighter character Balrog when he's like, My fight money! Everything's about Street Fighter on the show now. Apparently. I guess so. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but sure. Everyone's losing their goddamn minds over this money. <laughs> like, there's even clearly a cop in the background there snatching it up, like, with a huge smile on his face, which is amazing. and scorpion's response to this is to dangle spider-man over the edge of the building the same building that they both effortlessly jump to the top of in a single leap it's not exactly scary if you can jump that height like and you're just gonna drop him back down also we have firmly firmly established his web shoot so you drop him off any height we're not worried yeah. Yeah. The web shoot, the web slinging in general, they didn't do they didn't even bother to show like, oh, he's have him go. He's crushing my web shooters. Yeah. Instead, Scorpion just falls on his bum and then he crashes through the building and he goes to sleep. What's weird, too, is that once he gets to the bottom, Spider-Man calls in on uh, his Smythe watch. It's like an Apple watch, but it's made by Smythe. I'm sorry, Kevin. It's designed by Smythe in New York, made in China. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um 
if you look carefully, you can see that the numbers are actually going up, which is weird. Uh, it looked like he had 13 seconds left, but then it goes up to 14 seconds as you watch oh. it, which makes absolutely no sense. And then it cuts to Smythe, who can somehow see Spider-Man, which you're like, OK, well, maybe this device has a camera. Yeah, but if that were true, you would have a completely different angle because the feed that he's getting, you can see the device in the picture. Like, it's a shot of Spider-Man holding the device. So what is broadcasting this image? They forgot to edit in a Spider-Seeker in the background. But then Smythe actually says, I will send a Spider-Seeker to guide you in. So he admits that there's no Spider-Seeker there. Yep. Yep. Spider-Man brings in his bounty, realizing how much the cat really means to him in the process. Scorpion's girlfriend also tags along as the drop is made, but she's not the only one disappointed, as Smythe double-crosses Spider-Man after acquiring his prize, electrocuting him, and taking him hostage as well. Wow, I guess Black Cat means a lot to me. Unlike Harry. I left that guy hanging so bad. Oh well. (laughs) Unlike Harry. (laughs) He just laughs about it. (laughs) Yeah, unlike Harry. (laughs) Will you see what I did to his room? <laughs> oh, of, God. <laughs> it's full of spiders. Spider-Man's got the feels. It's like when you're going to a party and you, your crush is there and you get like all excited. It sounds like he's like happy to see her. It's a good feeling. It reminds me of that movie Can't Hardly Wait. I wanted them to slide in there. Uh, Spider-Man drops off uh, Scorpion and just look at Smythe and like, put on a fucking shirt, buddy. This is a place of business. Could you imagine him in, like, a tux? Well, just any kind of a shirt, maybe a classic tee. I don't know. He's not doing big baby business any favors, is what I'm saying. This should be a place of professionalism. How are are they going to fit over his dick lasers? (laughs) I don't know. You can get it stretchy. Do a button-up. What do you want from me? Come on. I mean, Smythe's a, a fucking genius, isn't he? He can come up with some garment. Yeah, he, can't, he can engineer all these fucking robots, but he can't make a shirt. Yeah, he's just going to be a fucking trench coat anyway. And then, like, from on the roof, fucking <laughs> the Scorpion's stupid girlfriend's just like, oh, my God, he's not wearing a shirt. Like, how is she on Where the roof? Where did she What's even happening? come from? <laughs> she just, like, looks into the hatch and then is like, oh, no, and then like, leaves. Like, okay. Kevin, she's well-versed in fire escapes. Well, I mean, Smythe can't even cloak himself, but he's cloaking the black cat here for absolutely no reason. What is nope. the point of that? Why does everyone have this cloaking technology, and yet they don't sell it for millions of dollars? They want it for themselves, so they have the advantage in crime. Like, if they had all this money, they could just buy a child with, with or an adult, or they could just buy like somebody on the black market and use them for their neogenic experiments to make Silvermane better or better. I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. Speaking of cloaking technology, just give someone a gun and cloak them, and then they'll just shoot Spider Man. That's a good idea. No, they 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 wouldn't have the opportunity to go and explain their plan to him no you're right spider-man's behavior here is bizarre like he's talking about it being a trap and you're like is he serious right now like is he taking it it's it's so hard to tell what his actual mood is i don't suspect there's any kind of trap here don't be too upset about this cat sometimes in the superhero biz you make a few mistakes 
because he's like tongue in cheek, like, oh, can't be too careful. There might be a trap. But then there very clearly is a trap. Yeah. And you have no guarantees <laughs> against it not being a trap. Like, and you know, this is a, oh my God, you have no reason to trust him. Is this him fail flirting with Black Cat? Like, oh, haha, don't worry. I'm a superhero, Black Cat. Look yeah, at me I go. guess so. It's just not a very good scene at all. But it does get better when Silvermane arrives to gloat, and then he reveals that he'll be swapping ages with Spider-Man and taking his powers as well. As Spidey and the cat try and formulate a plan, we see that Sarah has returned home and frees the Vulture, who sees an opportunity and agrees to get involved. So Black Hat goes and tells Spider-Man... So, here's another fine mess we've gotten ourselves into, Ollie. It's a fucking Laurel and Hardy reference. I had to look it up. And that is at least from the fucking 30s. And it's really great that these writers go and put in these references that the kids would understand. You know? And <laughs> yeah. like bring it back to earlier in this episode where just like this writer's like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. This is a great fucking reference. <laughs> 25 years ago when this came out, like maybe that was still the top of the <laughs> zeitgeist of culture. But zeitgeist. It really was. It Like I only knew the reference because there was a, a, a restaurant called Stan and Ollie's in my hometown, which closed down maybe because they were using their likenesses illegally. I don't know. <laughs> Can neither be confirmed nor denied. <laughs> yeah, can't be confirmed or denied. But it is a bold choice to reference a comedic actor uh, <laughs> who died almost exactly 40 years before this episode aired. But okay. And then also, Black Cat just like goes straight to like playing grab ass here. She has zero questions about this boss baby situation here. Like maybe <laughs> she really isn't cut out for the superhero thing. Like pay attention. That shit's weird. It doesn't matter what, like, we have superpowers, but that's objectively a weird thing that's happening. Ask a question. Yeah. Well, or Eve's listen in and then be like, Spider, like, this is what they're planning to do. Or like, you know, when we get out of here, that's the console you got to fight like or turn off. You don't have to fight a console, but you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there were Could the be console Street wars. Fighter. <laughs> you have to be, you have to challenge him to Street Fighter. That's how we get out of here. And then you just spam the Zangief spin. So Black Hat here goes and mentions partner. Any bright ideas, partner? Did I hear you say partner? Fucking settle down, okay? Like, you're like a stage five clinger right now. Yeah, she's like the 15-year-old girlfriend who, who just wants you to say I love you. Yeah, like, how dare It's they? been two weeks and you're making me wear your jelly bracelet or whatever it is the kids are up to these days. Cunnilingus, I don't know. They move so what? fast. Um... <laughs> The point is, <laughs> I agree, she's a bit of a clinger. You know who's actually out there doing the hard work uh, in terms of girlfriends is Sarah. She's back, like, springing tombs out of his arm shackles, and he's laughing his ass off about the situation, which I very <laughs> much enjoyed. Please, you've got to save Mac! Why should I? They're going to neogenic him or something. Neogenic? Are you certain? Positive. Just the sound of that word makes me feel young again. I guess I will crash your boyfriend's party. <laughs> so once Sarah releases him and gives the vulture the wings back, you know, he's changed age like three times in that scene. 
She takes a ride with him in the young version. Fuck that. There's no guarantee he's going to turn back into his old man self that has zero muscle mass in his arms and just drops Zero you muscle like, mass? He's fucking, like, shredded. We've seen it. Only in the abs. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> he's nice he's got and the young whole now. That's how he was when he was, like, uh, an aviator. Yeah, and he used to say, Geronimo! I wouldn't trust it. I'd be like, you know, you're going to turn 80 and drop me. I don't know. I just love that Toombs is laughing and then... <laughs> And he says, uh, Neogenics, just that makes me feel young again. I think I will join the party. <laughs> he starts like laughing and laughing. She's like, um, thank you. Like, that's what I was asking you for. So great. <laughs> and then they just go and fly off. And she's like, I'll show you where to go. I mean, it's got an address and it's actually pretty conspicuous. But with the giant baby sign out front. And he's like, I'm already flying away. Goodbye! Goodbye! The process begins as Silvermane starts stealing Spider-Man's life energy, but when the Vulture arrives, pandemonium breaks out. Spider-Man escapes and frees both the Scorpion and the Black Cat, and Toombs jumps in to steal Silvermane's youth. The battle rages on until the damage to the lab forces Smythe and the Silvermanes to retreat, which they do, but not before sealing the lab with our heroes inside. So why does Silvermane need to wear the Toltec poncho again? Fashionable. Fair. Right? I feel like it's very bad luck to be in the thing that screwed you over the first time. Well, I mean, he has to wear something that's loose and flowy. He can't wear his baby garb as he like rapidly ages into a man gonna rip out of that thing that is 100 percent the beds they use to put the bomb between spider-man and triple j absolutely that is a bunch of reused animation yeah smythe's clearly going back to classics maybe he has the patents for all this shit so he's like i might as well use then it sell them make yeah, money yeah, that's 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 flying off the shelves the the strap in <laughs> spider-man and attach a bomb to him bed like that's gonna be in every walmart one in every home <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people have like doctor vendettas i don't know <laughs> not enough to live on i mean i'm sure it's a quality product but it just doesn't have the market capability you're dying out here on dragon's den get out of here when tombs flies in Alisa yells out, No! He'll ruin the experiment! And to your point that you said earlier, Kevin, they could, you know, they're testing this out on the most important person. Why did they pick experiment as the word? They should have just used procedure. Like, experiment implies, like, they don't know what's going to happen and they're going to hope for the best. Like, this could just yeah. kill him. That's pretty true. Yeah, I agree. Should have tried on some cantaloupes or something first. Um, yeah, like, fuck it, we're going in blind. <laughs> Yeah, Smythe did it, or no, Dr. Connors did it uh, with, like, a plant or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Like, he was dicking around in the lab first. At least he tried something. I don't know, this is the part that's weird to me, because Toombs kind of runs face first in the fact that he's just a dude with wings. Like, he's not even yeah. a good villain. Like, he goes in, trips two guys, and then gets shot down. Like, oh, right, I used to have a gun. He doesn't have his talents anymore. All like, he has is his wings. wings. But the talents were, like, not even that good. They were just there to keep him from being, like, a frail old bastard. But the talents could suck energy, so he could at least, like, incapacitate people easily. Yeah, maybe if he had hung on to a few more of those neural neutralizers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 
but he doesn't, so he just kind of sucks. My beautiful machines! Stay away from my beautiful machines! <laughs> he, like, yells that. <laughs> you know, it's so dumb. I like that better than uh, Black Cat and Spider-Man being, like, just going zero to grab ass here, like, talking about partners constantly. Like, you've been partners yeah. for five minutes, and they're already insufferable about Barely it. Barely even fucking partners. They've thumbs up like four times. She does give him thumbs up like three times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And where's the mutation factor in all of this? It's very much glossed over. So Vulture gets into the age swapper, but the whole thing is he should still have his neogenic instability. Yeah. Because because this was just an energy tra- like energy transfer machine with a hint of neogenics. Like, where is the neogenic disease? Like, is Silvermane going to fluctuate in age? Like, he doesn't. He should, yeah. He, you're right. He, I guess he should. Silvermane sounds like me when I accidentally click mature instead of MILF on the porn site. Too old! So Smythe is, gets yelled at by Elisa, and she asks him to turn it off. And he's like, it's a controlled process. Shut off the machine! It's a controlled process! It can't be turned off! And it just reminded me of The Simpsons where Homer went and made the everything's okay alarm. It can't be turned off! Breaks real easy, though. Maybe things would have run a little bit smoother if they had any security at all, because not only does fucking the vulture fly in through this open window, which they were cool with having, I guess they didn't want to pay for air conditioning, so they just left the window cracked, but then also, like, Sarah just walks in. She just says hello and wanders in. Hello? <laughs> like, okay, I thought this was a secure place, but that's neat. Out of nowhere, yeah. Moving on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, she just hangs out. But those Silvermanes are just, like, fucking off here. They're like, they give up. He's old again. They're like, oh, no. They seal in the lab. And I feel like this entire episode... It's just a setup for this line here about diapers. I'm sorry it turned out this way, Father, but at least you won't have to deal with diapers and- I wouldn't be so sure. It feels weird, too, because it almost sounds like he cuts her off, like that they cut her line early, because she says and, and then they just cut it off. I'm like, I mean, I, okay. It sounds like the kind of joke that we would make and just move along with, but- cool i guess you did it yourself it feels so out of place for them like this is just such a it sticks out this joke in my opinion yeah i expected better well anyway smite takes off with his dadsicle while spider-man and black cat trick scorpion into acid washing the door enough for everyone to escape the exploding lab scorpion and sarah look on as his hopes to be normal go up in flames while tombs just kind of got everything he wanted and chuckles his way out of the episode i was trying to think of a I was trying to think of a bit better like nickname than Dadsicle, and the obvious one is Popsicle, but that's already a thing. Boom. Spider-Man and, uh, <laughs> and Black Cat are just using all this extra time that they have as the lab is exploding uh, to play grab ass, <laughs> and it's seriously endangering their lives. Yeah. They are flirting, but they love it. They don't give a shit that the building's about to <laughs> explode. Like... <laughs> Thanks for waiting till the last second. Timing is everything. Let me do it. This takes muscle. You're right. It did. Yeah, go fuck already. Like, I know. Yeah, Gargan Shit. and Sarah are just like, bone already. Jesus Christ. In and the they're back only door. interrupted by Scorpion going full Costanza in a fire. <laughs> He's just, I don't know it. 
<laughs> shoves them down and runs through it like at least he's thinking clearly yeah get away from the exploding thing he might not be the smartest guy but at least he's got some street smarts no but he's already been through that exploding thing oh that's true but yeah. he's got his girl to take care of this time she's not as resilient as him she doesn't that's have his scorpion like armor fair we get this scene of scorpion and, and, and sarah on the roof here they get their little back and forth, and it's not very good voice acting here either, but it's got to be a fetish or something, right? Like, what does she see in him? Will I ever be normal, Sarah? You have to have faith and know that our love will get us through anything. Honestly, probably the tale. Like, he's not a good person, and he's, like, got no prospects, and he's in a horrible situation, and he's a grotesque monster that gets teeth and stuff. Like, there's literally nothing Maybe Scorpion just orders a lot of coffee and tips well, and he became a regular. How does he and then go into the coffee bean without in a trench coat and hat? Therefore, he's fine. Fuck you, people. Yeah, I know. And on the other hand, Vulture is so fucking happy here, which is totally understandable because he's had the clearest arc out of everybody. Like the only thing that hasn't gone well today is that Norman Osborn is around for him to kill. Other than that, he's great. He's just like. Me, yeah, he's, like, yeah. He's, so <laughs> he's so fucking happy. Like that guy is in the club manana. I'm gonna go masturbate over this entire city because my dick works now. Jesus, yeah. he's just helicoptering in the wind. Not wrong. <laughs> he's That's gonna go what actually is making him fly now. He's not right. the wings. He's uh, like wiggle puppy. <laughs> Yeah, he's so happy. Well, that's not the only thing happening on the rooftops because the bow on this episode has Spider-Man and the Black Cat meeting up with a little back and forth. They agree to partner up, maybe in more ways than one. So the only the only notes I have for this are like, so so are they going to bang? I mean, yeah. Like. Yeah, it's hot. Like, this is like some emotional, like, climax of a rom-com kind of interaction right now. Are you sure I'm not just a temporary convenience? You were terrific back there, and I'd be proud to have you fight by my side. Not only that, but I really care about you. Partners? That, and maybe more. Catch you later, Spider. You know, I think my life just got a lot more interesting. Smoogin' and running the Black Cat story. Yeah, it's like Ted and Robin and like Ross and Rachel and et cetera, et cetera. It did kind of bother me, though, because how is it not clear from the number of times you said partner today that he wants to be your partner? Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I support her like, listen, do you mean it? She doesn't want to get hurt. I guess. She said it like eight times, too. Well, I was going to say, basically... She's made it clear she wants to be his partner. He's the one who's been like, mm. So, like, when he said it, she doesn't want to get hurt. She doesn't want to get told, you beefed it again. In a she just wants to hear him say it again. Yeah. Well, you know what, Vero? If we spent all our lives trying to avoid getting hurt, then we're going to go and miss a lot of life. That's a good point, Peter. That's a good point, Peter. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Peter... Well, it sounds like you're ready for a partnership. Well, it's getting near time that we all go our separate ways. Fuck partnerships, apparently. <laughs> Which means it's time for some arbitrary spider ratings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric we can come up with off the top of our heads. Vero? 
I give this episode four buff bike bodies out of eight. It's okay. I remembered the banter between Scorpion and the Vulture way better than it actually was. So that was pretty disappointing. But the rooftop gush session gave me the feels. So that kind of balanced it out. All right. Uh, Kevin? I'm going to give this episode uh, one out of two bottles of breast milk or baby formula, depending on who you ask. Uh, it was pretty much an average episode, I think. There were some fun parts uh, with the odd couple shit, the ridiculousness of baby Silvermane, that sort of stuff. But as we said, it just kind of felt like a way to reset the pieces for the more important villains and didn't really do much with the animation and it felt a little cluttered. Long story short, it's just not one you're going to remember. All right. Um, as for me, I give this three out of seven Spider Slayer Zoom calls. Um, wasn't really into any of the characters. I didn't care about any of them. You know, we had Spider-Man and Black Cat uh, in the last two episodes. And then I'm just over Smythe. Don't give a shit about Vulture, Silvermane, Scorpion. I don't know. They're not interesting villains to me. And then it was, again, more Black Cat, Spider-Man bullshit. I don't know. Just bang already. That's really it. It's it's like, where's this even going? That's what she wants to know. Well, it was still nice to see uh, Spider-Man and Black Cat opening themselves up to love again. I'm glad that nothing is going to immediately come between them or anything. Oh, it awakened something between them, all right. But don't look at the headline on the Daily Bugle. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue of the Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? The Awakening. Deborah Whitman finds Michael Morbius in hibernation on his isolation island. Felicia tracks down Blade's mentor, Whistler, to help find a cure for the newly found Morbius. Fuck! Oh, boy. More Morbius episodes, Peter. It bums me out because, listen, they're setting up that Spider-Man and Black Cat are going to, like, bang and be boyfriend-girlfriend, and because that's how that works. And now Morbius is back, and he's going to throw a wrench at it, and then Spider-Man's going to get sad. Spider-Man can't have nice things, and neither can we. But that's all right. Thanks for being with us, loyal listeners. If you like this episode, share with your friends, your family, and your comically mismatched roommates in person or online using the hashtag RASpiderPod and get a chance to win some free swag. If you love the show, you can also join our Patreon, buy some merch on TeePublic, or rate and review us on your podcasting service of choice to help grow the show. Links for everything are on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We'll be returning from the horrible ravages of youth in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is Radioactive SpiderPod saying, maybe we should take superhero lessons from the Hulk instead. Peace and reunion team. Keep swinging. I hope you enjoy the stew. Leave me! This is my cue to skidoo. Yes, I remember. I want to be a man again. With a youth and superpower of Spider-Man. Shut up!